University. Oh my god! Do we have cold open material or do we just go fucking into it? Cause <laughs> You've already said welcome to university. That's right. You've, <laughs> I did do that. You've raised the temperature of this open. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lukewarm it's open. A warm open. It's a microwave for five seconds open. It's a microwave, but it's like cold in the middle mm. still. <laughs> yeah, I took it out of the freezer and then I microwaved it, but not for long enough, so you can't really eat it yet. But. Yeah. So that's why we can't play the theme music. Mm. The, the, the sleeper has awakened, and it's us, and we're awake. We're now. awake now. Who knows for how long? <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. How are you? How How are you? I've not seen you all day. I haven't seen you for many years. Mm. Not since the closing of our university. No, it's been a lot. It's been several months. We've not seen each other, or spoken to each other, or lived in the same house. Nope. 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 Um, we don't know what's been going on for one another at all. What's been going on for you, Ray, in your life? In my life? Yeah. Um, not doing anything. Got a podcast about Naruto. It's my one achievement in life. How are you? Great. Great. Well, that's wonderful. <laughs> um, I contest that you have not been doing anything. Mm-hmm. I, cont- I, I contend, in fact, I've been that you having have, job. you have been doing things. Uh-huh. Um, I, conversely, have not really been doing anything. You, you stopped having job. I did stop having job. That's a thing. Uh, about six months ago. Hooray! But I did get a little job. Yeah. Um, about three months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> why, why am I giving I university listeners an update on my life? don't have a handle on whether our voices sound the same or different i think they sound different different enough listeners listeners send us an email to university at gmail.com to tell us if our voices sound different university at university.university <laughs> university.ac.uk to tell us if you can tell our voices apart <laughs> um i'm ray the vice chancellor of the university and I'm Josie. I'm the Chancellor of the University, <laughs> Emeritus. Emeritus. <laughs> um, and also, we have email. I read because um, I was looking back in our because I've been sending you screenshots of Tweety Bird mm-hmm. um, recently great. very good yes that's what we like I to have, see I have more to send oh, you great. as well that's fine maybe we can just look at them later yeah once we've done with the chapter but um, I was looking back at the things I sent you on WhatsApp and I found a message that someone has sent us about well a long time ago anyway about 
about their connection to Duneversity. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, so moved. Mm-hmm. And this might be the one that I'm about to read right Okay, now. go on then. Okay. Um, they gave us permission to read this when they sent it. Uh-huh. And then we fucking did not read it. It was in... It, it was, was from 2019, it was right? over a year ago. It was... April 2020. Oh my god. Oh my god, I'm so sorry, Hunter. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Hunter, please forgive but us. I feel like it's also relevant to the reason why we've been away for like fucking a year, which we don't have to talk about, uh, but we could talk about, mm. maybe. Um, so Hunter says, Dear Chancellor and Vice Chancellor, that's Ooh. me, thank you so very much for making this fantastic podcast. It's been very personally impactful for me, which is silly. No, it's not. We're very meaningful. But let me explain why. Okay. When I was a kid, my dad and I used to swap books. He'd share with me some of his favourites, and I'd share him with and I'd share something I read recently, which I thought he might enjoy. He introduced me to good sci-fi and to no small amount of pulpy or pretentious trash books too. It meant a lot to me. It was how my dad and I got to know each other. Dune was a book my dad loved, but which made me, his non-binary intersex child, viscerally uncomfortable in almost every aspect. Makes a lot of sense. So for that reason, I just told my dad I didn't like it and made some base-level criticisms of the plot and writing style. Also valid. (laughs) I decided I would talk to him about it in earnest later, when things were less bad. My dad died a few years ago, and I never got around to talking to him about Dune, or any of my gender stuff either. It's been really nice to hear the good-natured jabs from two people who genuinely care about each other, (laughs) (laughs) and the world tangents which have very little to do with the topic of discussion at hand. Thank you, well pointed out. We do do that. Yes. It reminds me of those long nights spent talking with my dad, and it makes me feel the same warm feeling. It's an enormous pleasure to learn about this part of my dad's life through the two of you. Thanks so much for what you do. Hunter, brackets, they and them. Uh, that's extremely touching this is a reason to continue with the podcast this is why we should do the podcast I think it's for the fatherless you should just do it for Hunter alone thank you Hunter every episode we're going to be hi Hunter how are you doing hey Hunter our one listener hey Hunter oh we also have we have Dr Tim we have Dr Tim we have Hunter we have AJ thank you we also have like thank you for listening maybe 93 other people who what the analytics on the episode that we Last posted, 99 listens. What the fuck? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing with your lives? What are you doing? It was only 13 minutes long, so, you know, everyone's yeah. got 13 minutes. Well, probably. have they? I mean, anyway. In these times? We should probably, in these unprecedented times. Yeah. We should probably keep making the podcast. In these unprecedented times, we should probably keep making the podcast. <laughs> it's really valuable. It's the most valuable thing that I could do for the world right now is make a podcast about you. What the world needs now yeah. is podcast about you. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, so, do we need to, t- to say about why we were away for so long? I was going to ask you if you wanted to do that or not, because I'm comfortable doing that. And you I think it you would say nice why you think we were away. Well, no, no, I'll say why I think we were well, away. Well, first, I think, we don't want to talk to each other. No. Two, our dad fucking died. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. And that, first that increased the not wanting to talk to each other. Yeah. Or not being able to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. And second, we had some other stuff going on. We had other things to deal with. Would you we agree? had another thing to make a podcast about. <laughs> Did we? I'm just, I'm, I'm joking. I don't know, I just said that. Okay. Would you agree that that's the reason why we stopped making the podcast? I would say that the reason we stopped making podcast. I mean, I think it's just a things happen so much kind of Everything thing. Everything happens so Everything much. Everything happens so much. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I came back here to live in not where I used to live. Mm-hmm. Do I say where I live? <laughs> where I used to live? Jersey used to live in podcast? London and now she does not live in London. I do not live in London. I live in the same house as Ray now. Wow. Which takes me back. Mm. To some bad times. T- takes, me, takes me back. Mm. So I think the whole... I think 2020... Ah! In these unprecedented times, <laughs> it was a bit of an adjustment, though. Let's be fair. Let's let's say it was a bit of an adjustment. Yes. And um, I don't know. I feel like I have my brain back slightly. Yes. And I don't know. It just seemed like a fun thing to do again. Yeah. So. Oh, and that's really nice. I think it's. I think you should probably only do things when you want to do them, unless you have to. <laughs> Uh-huh. So I think this is the sort of thing that we should only do when it's fun, and then if, and it's not fun, we're gonna stop doing it. And fuck you, fuck you. It's like it's Hunter. Very, it's very <laughs> Hunter. I'm sorry. It's, you know, it's very bonus of the heart where they just have they release episodes when they want to, and they don't release episodes when they don't want to, and you'll have to like it. I love bonus of the heart. I love bonus also, bonus of the heart because they're from New Zealand. Like mm. I guess the, the the vibe that I got from bonus of the heart is like we're in New Zealand. Maybe there are other things to do than have a, than do podcasts. Probably, yeah. Like go out and enjoy yeah, like a normal social life, friends. touching, yeah, touching, hug. Mm. <laughs> oh, well, good. Go thank to you, thank you, Boris, for making hug legal. Go to music venue. Wow. Go to comedy. <laughs> do comedy gig if do you if you are if you are host comedian. of of the Heart. Mm. Yes. Thank make you. Comedy thank- special. Travel to England. Become famous. Become famous. Rose, Rose have been doing really good. I know she's so great. Um, and so is her. Alice Sneddon. Although Alice Sneddon has Alice Sneddon did an amazing, um, like uh, she did like a series about issues. Oh, the issues. Issues. Talking about the issues. She did keep, keep it funky. funky. She good. kept it so funky. Oh hell yeah! And like she gets, she just interviews like because she is also a lawyer. Hmm. She like interviews <gasps> people, and she's like. She's really challenging and hard. Yes. And it's amazing. That like so great. she did an episode about sex work because sex work is legal in New Zealand, mm. but also like there was a law about trafficking coming mm. in which was I don't know like racist obviously mm. and r- limits the rights of sex workers to anyway. Yeah. And like she talked to the guy uh, who, in the government who was the minister like responsible oh my for God. implementing this law and she just fucking destroyed him. <laughs> that sounds excellent. She was, it was amazing. That sounds great. And I was just like, I respect you so much. Hell yeah. And I don't know, it's like awesome to see like a fat queer woman just be extremely, just know exactly what they're doing. Oh, brilliant. So we're burned with the heart, but we're black and we talk about June and we're and not also famous. we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> Neither of us has a law degree. Yeah, and we're not famous. We're not we're not famous. Well, are they very much famous? famous. famous. And we talk about Dune. Did you already say that? that. (laughs) But to be to make it perfectly clear, we talk about Dune. So to that thing, to that. um, (laughs) Do you want to read the chapter quote, or do you want to summarize the chapter? Well, I have just read the chapter, Mm -hmm. and you've just read the chapter. (laughs) Well, we did both just read it. I read the chapter... Very heavy quotation marks on read. Quickly. I I looked (laughs) at the pages. My eyes were on the pages. You you did read some of the words out loud, so I know that you read those words. I read some words aloud. (laughs) 
That's how you know I be reading. Yeah. Um, I'm also secret. I'm also like simultaneously watching a video about cake. Making. Sometimes that's how all you need to do to cope. <laughs> I keep doing it if you want. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> Watching a video about a Korean bakery which makes cake, which makes Earl Graham grapefruit cake, which mm-hmm. sounds really would be so refreshing on the sands of a nice. desert planet, for mm. example. <laughs> like Dune. Like Dune. So, which thing do you want to do? Um, so, which thing do I want to do? That's a great question. Mm-hmm. I would like to. Through piercing journalism from me, being very challenging. Well, I. I've got lawyer brain. Lawyer brain. <laughs> Well, what do you want to do? I'm, I can, I'll recap the chapter. Not that I remember what happened in it. Well, I'll read the chapter quote, you recap the chapter, mm-hmm. and, and then we'll fucking we talk can about like, it or something. We can, like, but I can butt in if, if, if you don't say something that seems important, although, how, oh, would, how would I know? I'll just very quickly recap it, and then we can flick through and talk about it. Okay, okay. well, that, that is how podcasts usually... That's what we do, yeah. We have done. I've got hiccups now. <laughs> That's really good podcasting. It's great podcasting. That's good audio. I mean, I don't want us to go full never believe it in terms of unlistenability. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> okay. okay. All right. The chapter quote is this. And it goes like this. <laughs> we came from Caladan, a paradise world for our form of life. Hmm, what does that mean? Like for humans? Humans, I guess. (laughs) There existed no need on Caladan to build a physical paradise or a paradise of the mind. Okay, so what's the paradise of the mind? Is it drugs? Just let me read it. (laughs) We could see the actuality all around us. Mm -hmm. And the price we paid was the price men have always paid for achieving a paradise in this life. We went soft. We lost our edge. From, Interesting. From what deep conversations by the Princess Irula. So, 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 ideology. 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 Um, I mean, uh, this this all has a vaguely eco-fascist tint to yes, it, would it you say? it does. Um, does, does June believe in heaven? Is June like... Oh, all these Christians, but I don't, should, I don't think they believe in heaven. But June is like, you should suffer while you're alive, because the only place... The, it, paradise should be in the next life and not in this life. Because if you have paradise in this life, then you, you'll be soft and terrible. Like well, me right now. I don't say... There, there's no mention of a next life. Mm. I think they're just actually talking about, like, not suffering all the time. Okay, cool. They're just, like, building, a par- like, a paradise... If you live in a paradise, then... Then you suck. You're, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> Which, in some ways, it's true. And if you suffer all the time in harsh desert conditions, for then example, you're great. then you're you great. You will be good, actually. You're good, actually, because your mind and body are honed by suffering. Hmm. So this is, like, complicated, right? Because it's not true. But also, if you, if you live in a paradise in this life, in this world that we live in... <clears throat> Probably it does suck because it's built on oppression. But that's not what this is saying. That's not what this is saying at all. <laughs> that's not what They're like, Caladan is a great world that is perfectly suited for humanity. Yes, and nobody should have that. But because 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 it was so great, nobody needed to stretch either their bodies or their minds. Mm. And that is bad. Yes, which... 
I'm sure there's like lots of political problems with that, but also yeah. I don't have a brain. I don't know. I mean, I was thinking about Diane de Prima. Mm-hmm. You know, she's she was a socialist mm-hmm. poet. Ooh. And let me see if I can think if I can find. Maybe the... I'll write down her name on this bit of paper that I'll instantly lose. I mean, now I know that we have an actual socialist who listens to our podcast, and so what? AJ. AJ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we have to like actually be clever, be be smart, and say mm. smart things. Mm-hmm. Um. But she died last year. Oh, wow. And... I don't know. She wrote this amazing thing that's really stuck in my head about... I don't know, like... Stopping... Oh, you're going to have to, like, concatenate silences. That's fine. Oh, concatenate. Is concatenate right? No, it's truncate. <laughs> Where did you get that word? <laughs> Is it a real word? I think it's a real word. I'm going to look it up while you, you look, look up, up that. Cassidy. I'm going to look up Diane de Prima. Okay. I love Diane de Prima, like, so much. Oh. Hunter sent me, like, a super nice email in response to it, and I'm just like, oh, Hunter. Oh, <laughs> Sorry yeah. I didn't reply to your email. We could, this, we could, we could write that this, this is the reply to the this email. This episode dedicated to Hunter. Yes. Anyway, here's Wonderwall Brackets dedicated to Hunter. Yeah. Concatenate. Like, link things together in a chain or series. So words may be concatenated such that certain sounds are omitted. So... That's actually, like, more of a, a, a like, yeah, accurate like, word. <laughs> than... It's kind of the right word. It's kind of the, the most used, you might yes, say. Yes, but I've never heard it used before. Wow, well, I'm so good. <laughs> Aren't you just so good? I'm so good. Are you done looking up this thing? I'm, I can't find, I can't find exactly what, what it is. I can't mm. find the thing that I'm, I'm thinking of, but I did find something else, which is kind of, kind of Tangentially related. So I'll read it out a mm-hmm. bit. Um, where is it? Anyway, fucking, I love her. She is great. Mm-hmm. If she's cancelled, don't tell me because I don't want to know. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's how to be woke. How to be woke. Ignore. <laughs> Ignore cancellation if it happens. I don't know. I I just like. Come on, where is it? I found it. And I lost it again. Ah, okay. Um. I don't know. I, again, not not that this is a particularly a conversation I want to get into on the podcast, but I basically don't really think that cancellation is a thing. Yeah, no, it's not. Like, I think I read something, or maybe I talked to you about it, about how, like, it was used by, as a term, by people who basically have no power over with it. Yeah, 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 anybody yeah. does It was, like, sort of pissed off black people on the internet yeah. who saying you're cancelled. Like, knowing that it doesn't fucking mean anything. It's just, like, a sort of cathartic yeah. piece of theatre about pretending you have power like a to... a TV like... show, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But anyway. Fucking... Black internet culture is so horribly appropriated. I know, and it's awful. Um, 
Revolutionary Letter Number Thirty Two by Diane Prima. Okay, good. Which actually maybe even goes against what I was trying to say. Well, we're but just anyway, anyway. <laughs> not Western civilization, but civilization itself is the disease which is eating us. Not the last five thousand years, but the last twenty thousand are the cancer. Not modern cities, but the city. Not capitalism, but ism. Art, religion, once they are separate enough to be seen and named. Named art, named religion. Once they are not simply the daily acts of life which bring the rain, bring bread, heal. Bring the herds close enough to hunt. Birth the children, simply the acts of song, the acts of power, now lost to us these many years. Wow. I'm going to stop. Because Holy shit. I love her so much. <laughs> wow. What's her surname? Di Prima. D-I Prima. P-R-I-M-A. The thing that I was thinking of mm-hmm. was that, you know, once <laughs> once all of um, industrialized society is destroyed, mm-hmm. um, we'll still be able to live with with plenty, mm. you know, like live good lives, mm-hmm. lives like fulfilling lives, yeah, lives filled with art different. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, which is a bit like I was saying to my brother mm-hmm. earlier today. Oh, and your brother. That's interesting. Your brother and my brother. <laughs> your brother, my brother and me. <laughs> your brother, my brother and me. <laughs> 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 Sorry, is that... Is, I'm wondering, wondering if it the sounds of my feet. Pick <laughs> up your feet sounds. Oh my God. <laughs> But anyway, it does that have anything to do with I what the chapter quote it's is? It's really interesting because it's saying kind of a similar thing, but in a more in a more interesting way, in a more nuanced way, in a way that I agree with, where I don't agree with this. Yeah, in a way that's pro. I mean, obviously, like this is. I don't. I nearly said pro life, and I don't mean pro life, pro life. Yeah, but in, like people having good lives. Pro people having good lives rather than anti life. Yes. And like, this is a weird and. Like, you know, it's probably... I, who knows whether or not it's what Frank believes, but this is kind of... These things that Paul is saying are kind of presented as, like, these are the truths, or, like, this is a wise person, or this is someone that you should believe. So it, I think the things that Princess Irland says that Paul says are things that the book kind of believes. And it's weird. It's like a weird sort of... Protestanty, like you have to suffer to be good. Yeah, I was going to say it's yeah. very Protestanty. Mm. And another thing that I was going to say is, mm. I wonder if we ascribe more authority to to Frank and to Irulan <laughs> in the text mm-hmm. than Frank means to us m- means us to ascribe to him or mm. her. Mm-hmm. I mean. Because uh, uh, I I definitely see I don't know like this is a whole problem with 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 reading this this text which is like a constructed mm. universe and mm-hmm. that like I know later on in the series and in the book like there are um, like these these shocking reversals mm. like the Harkonnens being good actually they're good actually they're good actually yes. <laughs> although I think that was a Brian special was <laughs> a Brian special <laughs> I think so I think we should have like a, a sound effect for when something's a Brian <laughs> special <laughs> I think it should just be like ding well like fucking CinemaSins <laughs> I don't know what that is oh thank god you don't <laughs> don't ever find out what's What's 
What? It's a terrible YouTube channel. Oh, I think I know about it, yeah. but I've never seen a cinema it's, since. Don't ever watch one. It will make you so angry. Great. Um, <laughs> anyway, what were you saying? I think we should say bing! Bing! <laughs> anyway. Um, but, like, we're given all this information, and actually we sort of decide mm. whether or not to... You know, accept it as an authority or not. Mm, mm-hmm. And, like, I don't think Frank is clever enough to play this trick, essentially. Mm. But, like, I think as the as the series develops, like, mm. this is, like, classic unreliable narrator stuff. Mm. It's that, you know, the, the authorities we come to trust, so Paul, Princess Irulan, mm. um... And so on. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what you say when you can't think of any more examples. <laughs> that's that's me being um, Slavoj Zizek, and so on, <laughs> and so on, <laughs> and so on, and so on. Which <laughs> is what he says. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, we get. I think we can. In, we could invite ourselves not to trust to put our trust yeah. in them. Yeah. It's just that the form of the novel, like, and this, it's like, this the, is true. You know, setting setting like the chapter quote in the chapter like a diamond in a ring, mm. like it's an inherently authority giving, yeah. like, format. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I think if we were. If I was a more, if I was a better trained reader, for example, maybe. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so, I'm so, I'm such a dumb genius. <laughs> um, but like, I don't know. It's like maybe, maybe I wouldn't be so upset with Frank Herbert for lying to us. <laughs> I think we have every every legitimate reason to be upset with Frank Herbert. And then also, I think about this book. I think it is. This is like dumb shit, right? But. I think it is really important to be like, not think about what was Frank trying to say here? What was Frank doing? What was Frank's intention? And just sort of take what is in front of us for what it is and be like, what does this mean as as what it is? Not as like, what was the trick here? Or what was the play here? Or what was intended by this? But just like, what meaning does this make in the world that we live in right now? Yeah. With the brains that we have right now? Right in it, tricksters. <laughs> the writers are tricksters. Frank, Frank, Frank is getting one over on us mm-hmm. by writing this book. This bus, Frank that has like tricked us he's into tricked be- us. believing something. Yes, he's tricked us into being um, neoliberals. I don't know. Yeah, that's why I never. That's why I never read fiction because it's like getting cucked. <laughs> Who's this character? I don't know. This is just Internet Man for me. Should I? Should I? Yes, go on then. Okay, Why so don't you? You're the great Gurney Halleck. Gurney Halleck has finished fighting with some Fremen and he's been picked up by Tuik the Smuggler. And Tuik the Smuggler is like, I am going to look after all your men and your guys. And they're having a tense conversation. <laughs> all, all your men and your guys. <laughs> yes. They're, <laughs> they're having a tense conversation about their ideals and what to do next. Gurney wants to avenge things, and Chirik is like, don't be fucking stupid. Arrakis is hard to live on. If we take out our revenge, we're going to die, like, directly, then we're going to die. But also, I will do it eventually, fighting man. Gurney's upset about being called a fighting man, even though that's literally his job. Fight man. Um, and then, well, eventually they come to sort of 
an agreement and Gurney says, okay, Tuok, I'll fight for you because you remind me of the Duke who I was in love with. Um, but never mind. <laughs> but never mind that. Um, and also they sort of talk about who might be the traitor, whether it's Thufir, who has been taken by the Hakonan, whether it's Jessica. Um, none of them talk about Yue, which is interesting. Or is it interesting? I don't know. Anyway, um, we cut... We go to the men who are being tended to, and they're all like ready to continue fighting, they're still standing. But one of them is very sad, very sad, he's dying. And he says, Gunny Alec, will you sing me a song? Gunny Alec says, Anyway, here's Wonderwall, that's the end. But from he sings a song about a lady in her arms. How was that? That was a wonderful summary, <laughs> Great, Ray. Thank you. Thank you. I've had lots of Ray, I have, I, have two, I have two remarks to make. Mm-hmm. One is Did we talk about review of the hand? Yes. We must have talked about Review of the Hand. Do you want to talk about it again? No, just that it's a fucking amazing... (laughs) It's an amazing three-liner. It's great. She's like, you have to go and do some more homework because you suck. No, no, no. Review of the Hand! Exclamation mark. He looked at his hand. How inadequate it appeared when measured (laughs) against such creatures as the worm. That, to me... Is Dune un- like uncut Dune? Yeah, like a like a pure oh, shot of perfect. uncut Dune. Yeah, I can't get enough. Ah, Dune. I Dune. Can't get enough of it. <laughs> All I got is this worm. <laughs> I can't even think of another Dune thing. The fits. The sk- <laughs> what a good podcast. make an edit that just goes you, you saying Dune and then I don't know what's his name JC is saying I can't I get, get enough, enough of, of it, it. <laughs> <laughs> all I got is these words um, so do also we... can I say can I I don't know can I say another, <laughs> sure. can I say another yeah thing? whatever so I think Diane De Prima wrote her revolutionary letters like as a companion piece to Dune have you found another one that's relevant? Yes, I have. <laughs> Will you read it? It's about time travel, okay. I think, and civilization. Great. Good. Let's go. I think, I don't know, like, I would love for us to, like, sometimes compare and contrast Dune with actual literature. That would be great. <laughs> Something that the last thing that you read um, that reminded me of, in God Emperor of Dune, spoilers. Yes. Spoilers. Um, what Leto 2 was done. This whole podcast is a spoiler, and it's just not a spoiler in the sense of you're going to find out what the plot is. It's a spoiler we're in the sense of we're going to ruin this entire franchise. For you. You're welcome. You're not going to like anyway, it anymore. He's decided that everybody has to live in villages and society. Nobody gets to have civilization. Um, everybody's just like gets to have a little hut and a little family and a little farm and that's it nothing else for you no thank you um i've made it illegal um and that he's like that's better for everybody i've decided it and that's interesting because it's like on the surface it's the same as what you just read but also it's totally different um and i don't really know what what perspective the book is taking, even though I did read God of Road Dune and I was bemused by it. I don't really know what perspective the book takes on Leto 2, Electric Boogaloo. Like, it's kind of like, this this worm, he's so smart and he's so cool and he's so great. Everyone hates him, but they shouldn't because he's so smart and great and he knows what's best. But also, he should die at the end. But also, he's great. See, I feel like 
going uh, along with the, the 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 university bit that we've been trying to do and not doing very well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like you know how in American universities you get June one hundred one, but you get June. 302 so like in Mm -hmm. your third year you might do dune 302 Mm -hmm. i feel like this is like dune 302 perspectives on dune colon civilizational discourses right (laughs) sounds good i mean that's what's interesting i think yes so Um, this is revolutionary letter number 33 okay by diane de please read it how far back are we willing to go that seems to be the question the more we give up, the more we will be blessed. The more we give up, the further back we go. Can we make it under the sky again, in moving tribes that settle, build, move on and build again, owning only what we carry? Do we need the village, division of labour, a friendly potlatch a couple of times a year, or must it be merely a cybernetic civilization, which may or may not save the water, but will not show us our route? or our original face, return us to the source. How far forward is back? Are we willing to go, after all? What the fuck? Holy shit. That's like... (laughs) That's a poem about Dune. That's a poem about Dune. And also it's gorgeous. Isn't it good? It's gorgeous. It's so interesting. Diane de Prima is my new favourite poem. Damn. That's so beautiful. And also it's about God Emperor of June. <laughs> I can't believe Diane Prima read God Emperor of June. I can't like, believe it. Many years before it was published. I can't believe it. Anyway. And she liked those. Um, 60s? Oh. Late 60s. Uh, pro- uh, 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 time. 1968. Uh, when was this written? When was this written? One of the years. Hang on. Early Hang 60s? Mid 70s? Late 70s? Uh... 1969, nice. Nice. Printing history. Chilton edition published 1965. Ah, Dune Messiah is 1969, nice. Nice. Um, anyway, do we want to talk about this chapter? I guess we have to. Um, yes. Do you have anything to say about it? <laughs> Lots of ah, 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 We also get a no. Oh, 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 oh. Hang on, on this page there's one, two, three. Uh-uh. <laughs> and like, I don't know, I think, like, some of the writing I think is, it's like, okay, this is like fun, sci fi, interesting. But then some of the dialogue is so, like, bad. So bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why does the dialogue have to be like this when it could be interesting? Just then again, I don't. I haven't read any books, so who knows? I just one of the things that I um, deplore about mm. Frank's writing oh, is just me. his over reliance on ellipses and m dashes. He does love just them. Also, something I deplore in my own writing. Yes. So I think anything that you can criticize yourself for should be something that you are allowed to criticize other people for. Mm. I mean, I agree. That's uh, a, a, a principle on which I've based my entire life. Great. Also, I mean, I just, I just like. Why does he need? He doesn't need that many of them. He also loves. Also, this one has four. Does this one have four? What? You? This and then four. It's <laughs> a really, really long silence. And then there's nothing after it. So how do you know how long it is? I just like he loves another thing that he loves that I actually don't love, hmm. but um. I, I, I would think if I were a braver person who is less ashamed of myself, mm-hmm. I would love. He loves italics. I I kind of love italics. Um, I kind of love italics. 
Should we do some Dune names? We've got, of course, the wonderful Gurney Halleck. Love it. Love to see Gurney talk about his scar. I mean, I don't feel anything for Gurney in this chapter. Maybe I've been out of the zone too long, but I'm just like, the whatever. Zone. <laughs> <laughs> the gun zone. The gun zone. <laughs> Is he called Gurney because he has an ugly face? I hope Is that, like, not. the thing that... That would be depressing. That would suck. I mean... Is that like is that like a sort of Harry Potter name where they have like haha this character is called this because they're that but it's like his name is Remus Lupin because he's, he's a werewolf yeah. his name is Wolfie Woofwolf Wolfie Woofwolf Wolfie the Wolf is that a cool then aptronym you might as well say that it is because I wouldn't be able to tell you <laughs> you that it's might not. as well say that it might be <laughs> maybe you would maybe say that maybe it might be. <laughs> I mean, if you said that it was, I would not uh, be able to. I argue was going with you. to say nominative determinism, but I think nominative determinism is when That's... it actually when it actually happens in real life. Yes, <laughs> and this isn't that. This isn't that. No. Um, we've got. Oh, we talk about uh, Raban, the beast Raban. The beast Raban. And how he will sit once more in the seat of power here on Dune. And how that's bad, I guess. The um, Count Raban of Lankivile. Lankivile. Yeah, another Dune name. Yeah. Where's Lankivile? Should Lank- we look that up? The Count Ra- Oh, I thought you said, we like, where is it in the chapter? It's like, just below what you read. Uh-huh. Lankivile is a great, it's like a vaguely German, Germanic. Let's go to the appendices. It's time for glossary time. Um, Lankavile. Dew Collectors. <laughs> Spice Factory. Spice yes. Factory. Yeah, I wonder what that could be. La La La. Thank you. Um, la 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 is a Fremen cry of grief. La La La. La La La. La translates as ultimate denial, a no from which you cannot appeal. Okay. Um, we don't... This... Does not say what like a while it is and I would look at the Dune encyclopedia problem I don't want to mm. so that's going to remain a mystery any other Dune names? well of course we have Tuek we have Drisk with a Q Starbun Tuek son of Esmar Tuek mm-hmm. and his his friend Drisk D-R-I-S-Q this is Quartermaster what's a Quartermaster? someone who um, deals with provisions okay well that's a good nice <laughs> <laughs> that was like very quick to hand mm. I don't know yeah, why I Got Matai. Oh, he's the guy who dies. Is dying, and he wants a song. He wants the song. Our ladies, 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 ladies. Did you ladies. Did you ever hear that Fiona Apple? No. It's so good. Okay. I'm gonna play it to you after this. Okay. <laughs> We're not gonna sink so low as to play it on the podcast. Well, I don't. I don't, don't want to stiff Fiona Apple out. That would of money. be terrible. I want to give money to Fiona Apple. I want to give money to Fiona Apple. Um, I also like how it says um, rumours exclamation mark 2x sneered because like I'm just imagining that um, he hates Fleetwood Mac he hates Fleetwood Mac (laughs) this is a very (laughs) this is a very like musical chapter I'm just imagining like Gunny Halleck on the skateboard Mm. drinking (laughs) drinking the cranberry juice Mm. and like Thunder only happens when it's raining. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. <laughs> it was a bit, okay, I do have to show you it. Okay, cool. Um, rumors TikTok. Oh, oh, we're on TikTok now. No, we're not. 
<laughs> Run dickety talk. Tick tuck. Tick tick tuck. I I hope to never ever go on TikTok. I, I I really hope I never do it. Here it is. I'm so scared of it. Don't be scared. I'm afraid. This is. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah! Is that cranberry juice? Yes, cranberry juice. Yes. Fuck <laughs> yes. Just skating. Who is this man? No. Does he have a plantain tattoo? Oh my god. What a shock when he starts laughing. <laughs> but there's something that is so like autumnal and so melancholy, free, so beautiful. Anyway, he's and I think he's pretty a pretty good like face cannon for like going out. Like, I yeah, think. maybe <laughs> Nathan Apodaca, aka Four Twenty Dogface Two O Eight. Yeah. Skateboards while singing along to Fleetwood Mac's dreams, swinging from, swinging from a container of cran raspberry juice. Mm-hmm. May we all experience that kind of that kind of freedom and joy. Yeah, beautiful. Well, there you go again. You've lost your freedom. Bandadadel. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we learn anything about June? No, June's we don't learn anything. Well, we learn the thing that we learn about the political economy of June. I remember. I just remembered. I don't know what political economy is. And I just wanted to say it. <laughs> Thank you for admitting that. <laughs> I don't think you'd have said that before. You would have just kept going. <laughs> Fuck you. Sorry. <laughs> the thing. The thing we learn about Dune is that the smugglers. The smugglers. Hmm. The kind of Fremen-esque smugglers. Hmm. I think he's an actual Fremen. No, they're not Fremen. Because he wore Fremen like... robes, and he had the half-tint blue eyes that told of off-planet foods in his diet. Yeah, so he, he has some foods, which is the blue, but they're not fully blue, so he has foods from other planets as well. He's got Fremen robes on. He's got Fremen robes on, but he also talked about the Fremen as, like, he doesn't know really where the Fremen live, or how they live in the desert. He kind of has the wrong idea about, like, the Fremen's relationship to the desert. He doesn't really get how they fight the Harkonnen... And he's like, well, look where that got them. Look where fighting the Harkonnen, killing Harkonnen soldiers and Imperial soldiers got them. Um, it's going to get them squashed by Raban. Um, I think he he is separate from the Fremen, although he wears Fremen robes. So he's sort of he's a he's a colonist. Yeah. He hasn't um, to use the horrible horrible phrase that we hate, gone native. Yeah. Um, yeah, whereas, like, um, Liet has. Liet's interesting, and I kind of don't really understand what is going on with him, with him in this book. No. But we'll get to that chapter eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we go to the... No, we haven't done that one yet. Okay, well, that's that'll be fun. Mm. Well, the thing I was going to say about that is we do understand a bit about how... how this guy, in his particular, like, place in the social ecosystem of of the dune planet Arrakis how he how he approaches the Hakkonnen mm. and fighting and where is the bit that he says he says he's like not not dividing and con- not dividing his army against its itself mm. like diddle-a-doo. I did find a bit that I found interesting well you find that bit yeah so he says, we live on sufferance down here, Gurney Halleck. Arrakis is our enemy. 
one enemy at a time, is that it? That's it. Is that mm-hmm. the way the That's Fremen make out? That's what I was thinking Oh, about. okay, perhaps. You, might, you said I might find life with the Fremen too tough. They live in the desert in the open, is that why? Who knows where the Fremen live? For us, the central plateau is a no-man's land, but I wish to talk more about And then Gurney cuts him off and says, I'm told that the guild send on route, seldom root spice lighters in over the desert, Hannick said, but there are rumours that you can see bits of greenery here and there if you know where to look, which is a big deal which has sort of slipped into this chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Chirik is like, rumours, because he hates Fleetwood Mac. Um, and then he says, you know, we have our own CH. It's interesting, because that's a Fremen thing, but he's like made himself really distinct from the Fremen. And then he says, we live the lives of civilised men. And then he says, the Fremen are a few ragged bands that we, that we use as spice hunters. So he doesn't think of the Fremen as civilised or as equal to him, mm-hmm. sort of, at all. He doesn't really understand how they live. Or I think there's we get our first suggestion here that the Fremen have like sort of a secret way to survive that nobody else really knows about, mm-hmm. um, which I think we'll talk about when it comes up in later chapters. But it's it is pretty gross the way that it's depicted. Great, we love it. Mm. I mean, it's interesting to think about um, this person as being somebody who's an off-worlder who has come to extract the resources of the planet Mm. and who appropriates the 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 mechanisms of survival of the Mm. the people who live there Mm -hmm. but also scorns and despises them isn't that interesting isn't that interesting interesting? isn't that interesting I can't think of any parallels can't think of any parallels (laughs) wow yeah a totally unique situation (laughs) (laughs) but isn't yeah I found it really I don't know. It like is this is this um is this is is it on purpose that it's a trenchant insight? I think so because well, I don't know actually because this book kind of is about colonialism, but I don't know how like ins- again, we can't really talk about intention because I don't I sort of don't think it, it is that important. <laughs> but w- w- taking it for, as what it is I sort of don't know, it sort of, it makes all these parallels to colonialism in the world that we live in, but, and it kind of criticises it, but then with what happens with Paul and the Fremen, it also glorifies it, Mm. so I don't think it's very critical of this stuff yeah and I mean again like I've actually found the bit that I was thinking of which is the bit immediately before the bit that you read out Mm -hmm. Um, your enemy was overwhelming yet you rolled with him you defeated him the way we defeat Arrakis Hmm. Uh, that's Tuek, and then he goes on to say we live on our we live on sufferance down here Gurney Halleck Arrakis is our enemy hmm and it's just like they can't fight the Harkonnen because they're too busy disciplining the the land, the planet, mm. Mm. extracting the the the, the yeah. stuff from the land. And I think it is a very colonial attitude to have towards like the world, the place you live. Mm-hmm. That you have to control it, you have to discipline it. It's yours to rule, not like you live in it and you have to move with it and you have to, yeah. I mean, it's interesting that this book kind of it it it, it has its own like vaguely eco-terrorist Unabomber-like mm. politics, mm-hmm. and like I definitely read something about Frank um, 
I don't know, in that, like, shit way that often white writers who write about, like, I don't know, the environment say, oh, yes, I went to live with Native Americans for a year, or I learned everything. And, like, he he's, he identified both of it as a conservative <laughs> and as, a con- like, a conservationist, but also learned everything that he knew from, like, Native American people Mm-mm. he happened to meet Mm-mm. or something. Mm-hmm. And I mean, That's not, so... not to pour scorn on him, but I'm fucking pouring scorn. I mean, yeah, I think we probably whole have situation. Every yeah, I didn't know that. That's very. But also, that seems like something that happens again and again. And then the white people who do learn this stuff from Native people in different. Kind of twist and bend it. And yeah. And then get lots of like credit adulation. and adulation and prestige and opportunity and comfort that the native people in lots of different contexts don't get to have at all yeah once again fuck you frank yeah fuck you thank you frank fuck you fuck you <laughs> i mean and also it's like amazing that there's there's again i i, I feel like i'm overusing the word perspective right mm-hmm. but i don't feel like there's any perspectives on culture and appropriation mm-hmm. and indigeneity in no. this particularly like there should be, but there isn't. And like no, also even in the the like weaving in of of Arabic and Islamic motifs mm-hmm. and language into like it's basically like it's just it's just plunder. Like it's mm. an artistic plunder. Yeah. And like the fact that he uses it but it doesn't really mean anything. No. Is and it's just so full of like Protestant mores. Yes. It's just absolutely it's like it's really gross. It it it. I hate I hate it. Mm. And in the um, the June June Cyclopedia, mm-hmm. um, I caught sight of, um, I don't know, like a re reinscription or retranslation of some of the June words back into Arabic. Yeah. Yikes. And I couldn't tell. I probably should go and read it again. But, like, either... <laughs> either it's turning it back into Arabic from June, June-ish, from, like, made-up Frank June language, mm-hmm. or it's, like, pointing to the fact that these were... I mean, in the universe of the June Encyclopedia, which is also an artefact of the universe of June, mm. like, it says, oh, these words spoken by the Fremen are actually, like, a, remnants of an ancient language known <laughs> as Arabic? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds... That feels very bad. But, like, I don't know, like, that's the closest that it, like, gets to... To acknowledging the non-Western, hmm. like cultural and aesthetic and historic and religious influences in the text. Mm-hmm. Fuck Frank, seriously. Fuck Frank. I was thinking about, and I haven't read anything about him. And the only stuff that I know about him is like the episode of Bad Gates about him. I was thinking about Lawrence of Arabia, <laughs> and I was thinking about Leah. Kinds? Yes! Yeah. Oh my god! And he's kind of that figure, I think. Yes. Where he's I, like, everybody likes him. I, he's a friend to the Fremen, and they think he is fr- cool. Friend man. Yes, he's a friend man to the Fremen. <laughs> friend man to the Fremen. <laughs> Wiki <Wikiwar. laughs> Um... I mean, I recommend the episode of Bad Gays about Lawrence of Arabia so to everybody. It so is interesting. choice as fuck. Yes. 
And we love bad gays. Love bad gays. Love the idea that you just write an essay and read it out on the podcast and your friend makes comments. Your friend is like, yes, say it, preach it, say it. Sometimes your friend makes comments in, like, gay-influenced African-American vernacular English. Yeah. (laughs) But it's okay. Sometimes he does do that, but it's okay. But it's okay. He's the curator of the Gay Museum in Berlin. What else can he do? What's he meant to do? What's he supposed to do? (laughs) He's doing it in an an exceptionally culturally nuanced respectful academic it's, way he he absolutely is all of, all of his yas has come with citations <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, you should listen to bad gays you should listen to the lawrence of arabia um episode i mean i think it's just an amazing insight into like the i don't know i don't want to say the kind of man who but mm. the kind of the kind of man who like loves and respects and sees himself within mm. cultures that are not his, like non-Western cultures yeah. that are not his own. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, listen to it and just kind of like think about Dune. Just think about Dune. Just, think, just, about just Dune. Like, think about Dune. Yeah. Like that, the thing that Dune lacks that <laughs> Bad Case episode of Lawrence of Arabia has, and also mm-hmm. his book The Seven Pillars of Wisdom, which recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, Have you read it? Yeah. Have you? When did you read it? I read it like a few months ago on the internet. Okay, cool. You, you, just, you can just get it on the internet. I, yeah, I just got a PDF. Oh, sick. Secretly. Okay, yeah. Sick. I would, actually, I would actually love a physical copy of it because it's it's very interesting. We should um, get one because I'm read it too. Okay. Sounds interesting. Um, but um, the thing that Dune lacks that um, Lawrence of Arabia's life and writings do not lack is um, homosexuality. Yeah, I think Dune would be better if it was more gay. <laughs> Much like everything else. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Um, yeah. And when was that written? Um, it's like early 20th century mm-hmm. times. Do, were there, 30s? When you read it, did you think of any similarities and differences other than it should be more gay? Do should be more gay? I mean, only <laughs> Seven Pillars seven of Wisdom is like, I don't know, based on actual, actual, actual experiences. Mm-hmm. And, and, an actual, like... and an actual intellectual appreciation of a real culture hmm. I don't know yeah. and like an actually uh, like a, a deep feeling for the oppression hmm. of like um, the people who are native to the, the like lands of the Middle East yeah. while also being sort of well, benefiting also, from and being while a also being an, an agent of this like yeah. colonial oppressive Wow, that's. I mean, that's really interesting. I mean, I don't know. I I love <laughs> like uh, our father was a white man who loved <laughs> black stuff. He did. He did. He loved it. <laughs> he put all those African statues. Yes, and so on and so forth. And so, like in a way, I think we're like predisposed to mm. like or enjoy or have tolerance for this. Ish, I feel very skeptical of it, but you know. <laughs> Seven Pillars of Wisdom is an autobiographical account of his experiences during the Arab Revolt of 1916 to 18, hmm. um, when Lawrence was based in Wadi Rum in Jordan as a member of the British forces of North Africa. Hmm. With the support of Emir Faisal and his tribesmen, 
He helped organise and carry out the attacks on the Ottoman forces from Aqaba in the south to Damascus in the north. Many sites inside the Wadi Rum area have been named after Lawrence to attract tourists, mm. although there is little or no evidence connecting him to any of these places, <laughs> including the rock formations near the entrance now known as the Seven Pillars. Don't read June. What, read the Seven Pillars of Wisdom instead. Do you want to find this poem? Huh? Do you want to talk about this poem? Poem? My woman, this song. My woman stands at her window, curved lines against square glass, upraised arms, bent, downfolded, can sunset red and golded, come to me. Come to me, warm arms of my lass, for me, for me, the warm arms of my lass. I wish... Uh, podcast listeners could see the my arm, arm actions. The arm actions. Yeah, they just for you. I was trying to sort of follow bent, downfolded, <laughs> warm arms. I don't really know. Does he want just her arms to come to him? Just, just the arms. Mm. And they're so warm. Wow. <laughs> Winston Churchill liked. Um, seven Pillars of Wisdom um, but that should not be a reason not to read it mm, he yeah. liked it despite all of the things that made it good yeah you know yeah he liked it because of an, it's a narrative of war and adventure which he... it which it which it basically isn't yeah like I don't really some people some people don't know how to read some people don't know how to read That's some true. people like they know how to read but they don't know, know how, how to read, to read. Mm. You know, in the in the black queer ball tradition, we read this book. <laughs> I'm gonna read that book. <laughs> we take that book to college. <laughs> give that book some knowledge. <laughs> I'm a read. I'm a read. I'm a read. Um, no thoughts about the poem. No thoughts. Cool. No. Do you want to do worm of the week? <laughs> yeah. Call me Doctor Worm. Good morning. How are you? I'm Doctor Worm. I'm interested in things. I'm not a real doctor, but I am a real worm. I have an actual worm. I live like a worm. And I like um, is it Dr. Worm still? No. It's, yes, it is Dr. Worm. Well, it, we can change it. It can be, what's the worm song that you sent me? The Worm Emperor. Worm, no. It was called. Cool. Oh, Funky Worm. Funky Worm. <laughs> I listened to it today, it was insane. <laughs> yes. Do you want to play that and we talk about worms? Yeah. <laughs> cool. I guess my worm of the week is Funky Worm. Okay, great. Can it yeah. be my worm of the week? Cool. Um, Funky Worm is a a song by the Ohio Players. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> and it's a, it's a funk song, mm-hmm. of course. And I don't know, man. It, like... It's, it was very influential, I feel like. It sampled a lot of things. Hmm. Um, and... It goes a little something. It goes a little something like this. Shall we play, uh, play it? So we yeah. can talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously. And it just, like, is... It's, it's just a university tradition. It's live reacting to songs. Live reacting to songs. But, like, the thing that I was thinking about, the Funky Worm, is mm. why does it exist? <laughs> Hold on, let me find the actual a good a good um, high quality funky worm. Mm-hmm. It's important. Um, I will make it strawberry laces. 
laces. <laughs> strawberry laces. What? Uh, please explain why. You gave me one a while ago. Yeah. Um, I feel like somebody else had them recently, mm. and I just that's what I think when you when you're like turning from a child who relies on other people to buy things that they want mm. to someone who has money and can buy things that they want without as many repercussions or as much judgment. There are some things that it does take you a long time to realize that you can just buy them if you want to have them. Yeah. And one of those things, one of those things for me is like, I can just buy a large ice cream instead of a small ice cream. Or like, um, Kayla was saying today, oh yeah, I can just buy a blue stashi if I want to. If what? I want to have one. Um, <laughs> oh my god. And one of those things for me, I think, is also strawberry laces. Yeah. I always wanted strawberry laces. I can never have strawberry laces. But now I can have strawberry laces whenever I want. If I see them... And I want some. I can buy some. <laughs> if I seize them and I want them. <laughs> if I seize them and I want them, I can buy them. And I think that's pretty good to me. <laughs> like, you can just have strawberry laces. And they're, and so, they're, they're they, so nice. And they only cost 35p. Yeah. Wherever what? you go. Wherever you go, they only cost 35p. Yeah. And they're so good. So good. They're so good. <laughs> Do you get the ones that look like a pe- like a tangled up lump, lump of spaghetti, or do you get the distinct ones with the sour sugar coating on? The sour sugar coating ones are better. They are. But there is something really satisfying about pulling apart the spaghetti mess. Oh god! It's like having a cheese string. Hmm. That I really enjoy. I, I could never. It. I never felt satisfied by no, cheese string experience. Neither. Like I would just rather eat like. A, a, I'd rather eat some cheese some from cheese. my hand. And I don't care I if it hand peels or not. You know. Yeah. I, I mean, I was never very alert, brought in by the cheese string, but we never had cheese string. No, I think, I think I also just was lured by different cheese experiences mm. that were not of the string variety. I did eventually understand both of them. Baby Bell. Baby Bell, pretty good. <laughs> Why do they come in a little net? This is my thing. Like, you have to catch them. It's like there's some delicious fruit, but it's cheese. Well, like, I don't know, like... I don't know, I'm imagining someone with a, like a... Like a butterfly net going and catching the Baby Bell. Flying through the sky. <laughs> um, I think Baby Bell is just, like, a really good bit of permission to just, like, eat a hunk of cheese. <laughs> Like, it's, it's, a, it's a snack, but it's also an activity. Yeah. Because you have to, like, peel yeah, the wax peel off. Peel it, it, you take the wax off, you open it, you eat a fucking hunk of cheese, and then you smush the wax up in your hands, and that's pretty good also. Mm. And also, like, the sort of crinkly, like, acetate and then mm. paper or, like, Yeah, like, they're so coating. exciting. They feel so special. And the fact that they're red. Mm. I wasn't really ever sure that it was cheese. Yeah. I was like... Until fairly weird. late on. And then I realised, I was like, oh, this is, like... Cheese. This is like proper cheese. It's cheese, yeah. yeah. Home, Baby Bell UK, colon, tasty snack cheese. Are you not finding this song? I, I've got I've got the song. I was just like, we are talking about snacks. Okay, we were. Okay, so, yeah, Baby Bell. And, I don't know, I, I feel, I, found, I find myself going buck wild in the supermarket and mm. being like, I can have this, I can have this. It's I so hard to work in a supermarket because that is what I think every day. <laughs> It's <laughs> really hard to resist. I just sort of think, oh, you know, I could have, I could have, I could buy a pack of four eclairs and eat them all. Yeah, and I have done that when I was very. I have also done that. <laughs> anyway, here's Funky Worm. Please. 
What kind of intro is this? Is there a horse? Yes. Mm-hmm. So they're taking their, their grandmother to pitch a worm. Pitch a song to... about a worm. Oh, the song. Okay. He loves to get down. He's a horny worm. He's... <laughs> I love how originally that sounded like an air horn and then it surprised me. <laughs> yes! That's funky. They're <laughs> like nine cans of shaving powder. That's funky. And this is one of the band members pretending to be a grandma? Yes. Oh, great. Perfect. And what every song needs. Yep. Why does this exist? I don't know. I, he plays the guitar without any hands, pretty good, I might add. Sorry? He's so good at playing the guitar, even though he doesn't have hands. <laughs> What's it? This worm. Oh. That's what the lyric just then was. <laughs> Is this like a precursor to Dr. Worm? It came out in like fucking 1978. This one plays the guitar and the other one plays the drums. It came out in 1973. Wow. Just like Dune. What's happening? I feel like the little very worm noises. It's very worm. It's the best Yeah. Don't fight them. This to be made. <laughs> Sorry for the podcast listeners. Yes. You can't see us dancing. The podcast listeners are also commanded to get down. Yeah, they have to do it. They're also dancing. They like it. <laughs> okay. Is that the end of the song? That's Funky Web. That's the end of the song? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this may or may not mean anything to you, but the the songs ARP sympathize, sympathizer. Mm-hmm. The songs ARP synthesizer solo. So it's beautiful. Wee-oh, wee-oh, wee-oh. I love it. Played by Junie Morrison. Do you know Junie Morrison? No. Let me tell ya, I'm out here from a. You know that song, right? <laughs> Susie Thundertussy. Ah, I have to play it to you after this. <laughs> cool. Anyway, very, very um. Very influential black American musician. It's a beautiful solo. It's gorgeous. And then also, like, the the sound of it, like, becomes a a staple in, like, West Coast hip-hop. I think West Coast. I don't know, maybe not. It all started with the funky worm. It all started with the funky worm. Mm -hmm. But I don't know, I've definitely heard, like, the the sound of that. Yeah. It's, like, very influential. Yeah. But anyway, it's also a fucking hilarious song. It's really something. Why does it exist? I don't know. I, I truly couldn't say. I wish... I, w- I want there to be like an oral history of a funky mm, worm. I don't know. Why is there not? I don't know. Oh, no. What? Uh, mm, hold on. 
Jessica <laughs> just held her finger up to me as, as if to say, do not talk or move. The Funky Worm was a British dance music studio project Hang assembled on. by record producer Mark Bryden. The group took its name from the hit Ohio Players song Funky Worm. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. In 1995, Bryden formed the duo Monaco with Roisin Murphy. What the fuck? Ray and I both listen to a lot of Roisin Murphy. If you have a crossed bear. It's only fair. That you use it as a crutch. Anyway, I love Roisin Murphy. Yes. Have you heard her new stuff? No. I have to play you a series of songs after okay, we finish recording. I, I also have to go to bed, because I have to go to work tomorrow. Okay. Bye. But anyway. Anyway. We love this. This is pretty good. Um, that's my web of the week. That's good. If, influential. Influential <laughs> fun, song. Fun funk song. Track. Funky worm. Funky worm. Good. Um, AJ and I have a segment uh, called Name of the Week, where AJ chooses a new name that is their name, and I have to remember them every week. And our, <laughs> our music singer for that is just the the beginning of the Worm of the Week singer, which is da 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 da, and this is they call me, and it just cuts off. <laughs> That's amazing. I think you should definitely tell everybody about bit you do on your other podcasts. Everybody needs to know. Everybody should listen to. <laughs> everybody should listen to Radic Butterfly Book Club. I'll link it in the thing. What's um, it called? Hmm? It's called. We we gave we radical because we it's radical books butterfly because we're transgender book club <laughs> trans of gender book club because it's a book club yeah great great that's sounds the good. name that sounds great yeah it's nice I want to I just want to read like read you more choice cuts from, Mol- from Roisin Murphy's Wikipedia page oh, please do that and then we'll end the podcast Murphy met Mark Bryden in 1994 at a party, using the chat-up line. (laughs) Oh my god, this is so amazing. Do you like my tight sweater? (laughs) Wait, there's more! (laughs) See how it fits my body. (laughs) Is she an alien? She is the the best person alive. She's an alien. See see how it fits my body. It fits my body. I love her so much. Okay, one more fact, and then we have to end the podcast. I don't know. Maybe I don't have another fact. <laughs> I think see how it fits my body. It's perfect. It's like I don't know. Look, do you like my still suit? See how it fits <laughs> my body. <laughs> there you go. Bringing it back to you. <laughs> As always, just how we always do. Just how we always do it. Thank you for listening to University. Thank you for to University, the spice of the worm. Uh, this is spice, man. <laughs> yes, you are. I'm yes, you are. Because I'm very sleepy and I need to lie down on oh, the ground like okay. a worm. Um, and you can send us an email at juniversity at gmail.com. Please email my podcast. It, um, I would like it if you did that. I would like to have email. Um, I have a show called Never Believe It. You can find it at narratorhead.band. Um, it's, it's ostensibly about Naruto, although... It's not really about Naruto, but it's a good slash bad time. If you like to hear terrible noises, then you should listen to it. And if you don't like to hear terrible noises, then you should still listen to it. And um, <laughs> If you don't like terrible noises, but you do like Naruto, you don't listen to it. Don't listen to it if you like Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you should listen to it. And I have a podcast with my friend AJ, who is the most charming person alive. Um... 
it's called Radical Butterfly Book Club. Uh, you can find us at Thought Havers on Twitter because we're allowed to have thoughts. Um, <laughs> do I do other things? You can find my games at frizzoid.itch.io. Buy them from me or get them for free and leave me a review. Just like play them. That's all of my stuff. Do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, no. Okay, great. Bye. <laughs> no, wait. <laughs> One last thing about Rashid Murphy. <laughs> As of 2019, Murphy is in a relationship with Sebastiano Properti, mm-hmm. with whom he had she had her second child, mm-hmm. son Targ. What? <laughs> How do you spell that? Her, her son's name is Targ. It's probably not pronounced like that, but it's spelled T A D H G. If you know how to pronounce this name, please email us. Contact us. Please email us. University at gmail.university. Read it aloud. Contact us. We'll play it on the fucking podcast. And we'll give give you our firstborn one. And good night. Good night. night. Bye. 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 Bye.